Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. If I can put in a request for different kinds of articles or uh, whatever, what, what, however you want to label them, I love the one that Danny had on hogsports.com. It's what we're hearing, summer tidbits. Do it more. Do it more. I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm sure on your message boards they're telling you the same thing. I mean, the first thing that jumped out to me on this in this particular article was, I guess it was the third paragraph, said some of the most notable changes belong to the young offensive linemen. And I'll let you take it from there because I can't imagine what this young man looks like mm-hmm. from where he began – to where it is believed he is now. Yeah, uh, both Devon Manuel and Marion Harris, uh, I mean, those guys are, are huge human beings. You know, one of the benefits, we just wrapped up camp season, right? And so Arkansas has had a lot of camps in June. And one of the advantages of, of doing those, and probably a lot of media people don't know that, is that there are players walking around all over the place, players working camps, coaches, you know, you interact with coaches and talk to them and stuff, and you can get a lot of information about how things are going uh, during camp season about the current players. And Devon Manuel, who was, I don't think they ever said 390, but it was indicated pretty strongly that he was at about 390 pounds when he first arrived. But he's all the way down to 331, Randy. Um, That's amazing. And I thought – yeah, I thought he looked a lot better in the spring. He was he was real top-heavy, too, real heavy up top. So I definitely needed to lose some weight. Obviously, anybody who's 390 should probably be losing some weight. But uh, 331 is a better look for him at 6'9", 331. And then a Marion Harris, who was over 370 pounds when he arrived, is down to about 340 now. He'll probably continue to trim down a little bit more. Uh, so some good stuff on the offensive line there. Um you know, Patrick Kudis, there's been a lot of talk about him, just how nice he, he is working out. You know, Kudis is a guy that I really liked in the recruiting process. He's a four-star mm-hmm. prospect, didn't arrive early, so wasn't able to go through the spring. Uh, but there's been some really nice, uh, really nice reviews on Patrick Kudis so far. Okay, so describe maybe your, your need to have Danny describe what he means by the word freak. When I think of freak, I think of a guy that uh, looks like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's pretty freaky. Um, you know, I think it's just his ability to move and athleticism. If you remember, Randy, he was he was recruited by some schools as a defensive lineman. Um, I wouldn't totally rule that out. I think he'll play offense, though. But he was recruited by some schools as a defensive lineman. He goes 6'6", 300-plus, and just moves really well for a guy that size, especially a freshman. So um, all these guys are freaks. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, if you're 6'5", 300 pounds and can play defensive line or offensive line in the SEC, then you're a freak, you know. Um, but, um, you know, as we know, there, there are freaks among freaks. So, Kudis, uh, Kudis is off to a good start. So is Andrew Chambly. I mean, all those freshman offensive linemen, um, you know, Chambly's probably a guy that could add some pounds. Um, you know, I think – Danny wrote that he's he probably expected to get up to about 315. He's about he's probably six six, maybe even a little taller, uh, 305. He he looks like he's a sophomore right now anyway, uh, but he's you know he, he's not a guy I would like say he needs to move some weight around as much as you know he could probably stand to pack on a little bit more muscle, uh, just carry a little bit more. But man, he you would never know it. He he looks he looks the part. I, I, I almost hesitate saying this word or this phrase, but it sounds like they're ready to play, Trey. I mean, it sounds like I understand they got to know the playbook, they got to know the calls, uh, the techniques, all that other stuff. But it sounds like, from a physical standpoint, because that, generally speaking, is the number one obstacle most of these these incoming offensive linemen, in particular. Uh, have to adjust to is is both their size and strength. These guys sound like they're ready to go. Yeah, in addition to learning all that stuff and you know physically all the stuff you have to do there, you also have to beat out the guys ahead of you no, if you're going to play. Yeah. And right. there are some veteran players up from offensive line. I mean, we know you know Bo Lemmers received a little All SEC recognition. I think Brady Latham is just as as deserving. Uh, as Lemmer is, uh, I think they were like he was like third team on Athlon's list. But you know, I, I think that Latham is just as 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 worthy of that. And Ricky Stromberg is a first team All SEC center preseason, and uh, I, I think that Takias Crawford has so much potential. And Dalton Wagner is the the true veteran there, a guy that's started three years, about to be a fourth year starter. Uh, they've got a lot of talent returning on the offensive line, a lot of experience. Um, I do think when we look at these younger classes, when we say, okay, what's the upside of these guys, I could see it being higher than what we have with the four remaining starters right now. Um, you know, Stromberg's up there pretty high. Uh, and I like all those guys. It's just that, you know, we're talking about – that was kind of, you know, what I was saying that Arkansas needed to get to is not to a point where – you know, hey, let's bring in this guy. He goes about 285. We're going to pack some weight on him, get him up to about 310. You know, the the bringing a guy in who's 350, 370, 390 and trimming him down, mm-hmm. I, I just got to imagine that if you're that heavy and somebody takes 60 pounds off you, you got to be feeling like you're, I mean, can you imagine Randy You're ready to run the 100-yard dash or the 100-meter Yeah, walking dash. around with a 60-pound backpack yeah. and then taking that off, you, you have to feel light on your feet. Uh, so I would imagine that that's going to be really good for some of these guys. And, again, you know, guys that come in massive, huge, and you kind of, you know, you kind of sculpt them. You kind of chisel away at them and, uh, and turn them into to SEC football players. And Arkansas has got a lot of guys on campus right now that they're able to do that with. And the other note that uh, I'm sure a lot of folks were anxious to hope and believe that this is uh, the next step in the process, Keytron Jackson sounds like, according to the guys he's going up against, 
the guys on the defensive side of the football are talking about that it looks like he's about to have, Keytron is about to have a breakout season. Raw was always the word that people used when they talked about Keytron, and that's saying a lot because he was the number 165-ranked overall prospect in the entire country coming out of high school, uh, had an injury when he first arrived also. But that was something that, you know, coaches always kind of said behind the scenes, like, hey, you know, we get this guy up to speed, get him, you know, learning how to play the position right, um, and he's going to be really dangerous. We saw glimpses of him last year. I mean, given all that, he still played last year. I think he only had five catches, but, um, you know, he show, he's shown some ability. He looks the part physically. Um you know, there are some that think that he might end up being the guy, the go-to guy at wide receiver this year. I still think it'll probably be Jaden Hazelwood, but I also think it'll be probably pretty even distribution amongst probably three different players. And uh, Keytron, I think, is unquestionably going to be one of those guys. And then speaking of the tight end – no, you're not. You haven't been speaking of – but speaking of the tight end position uh, – <laughs> Man, I love to see Trey Knox. I'm I'm waiting to see that that uh, I'm not sure if it will be a finished product, product, but a much different product than even what we saw in the Outback Bowl. But uh, there was uh, Danny made sure that uh, people remember at least at this point Tyrus Washington, the true freshman out of Georgia. You know, when I first saw Ty Washington during spring. I remember thinking, you know, because we know the situation at tight end. There's, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of bodies, and um, you know, there's there's some question marks. You got Trey Knox moving over there. I think he'll have a good year, and you know, we all know Hudson Henry, of course. And then after that, there's you know Colin Sutherland, Nathan Bax, you know, some guys that people don't hear a whole lot about. And then there was number eight over there, and I was like, who is who is this? I'd kind of forgotten about him. I had to get my um, my sheet out and, and look hmm. him up. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Tyrus Washington. And I was like, wow, he, he's a good-looking kid. Uh, I think that he could potentially help them this year. I, th- I think there's a potential for that. It wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they you know hold him back a little bit and, and develop him. But physically, he's a guy that, that really looks apart too. I mean, yeah, that's 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 why you keep recruiting Georgia kids, I guess. But uh, Another Georgia uh, kid, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking kid. And then one other note, and that was the running back group. Uh, when Danny made this statement, it, it really caught my attention. But he said, the running back group is as deep and impressive as I've seen in several years. When you got to go back 12 years to make the comparison, that's a pretty good jump. Um, and he talked about not only Rocket Sanders, but Rashad Dominion, James Joyner, and that doesn't include your man Dominic Johnson. So I mean that is a that is an extremely impressive uh, group. And speaking of Athlon, they had, and we'll go over that list in a moment uh, of their all conference selections. But Athlon had Rocket Sanders on the fourth team, and um, fourth team, yeah, fourth team. <laughs> I know, Rick. Yeah. I know, I know, Trey. It wasn't ninth. It wasn't fifth team. It wasn't eighth team. It was a fourth team. Yeah, yeah. I like Rocket. I think that he's got a chance to have a really good season. I, I, I really liked uh, Dominic Johnson for a while. Going back to to last spring, I, mean, I can remember just being kind of 
surprised that they they'd moved him to tight end for that little bit that little period because I was expecting him to make a position move you know in the 2021 spring I, I thought that that could happen and then you know watching him run I was like well man he's he's actually running pretty well and you know breaking tackles showing great balance and stuff and then they moved him to tight end briefly and I guess that lit a fire under him I don't know but uh, <laughs> I thought that he had a really really strong season especially when you consider the first half of the season, he never had more than six carries. And the first time he got more than six, he went for over 100 yards. Uh, he's coming back from an injury, obviously. But I think that's a really strong one-two punch. And then I think that A.J. Green's probably going to make a nice jump forward. They really like Rashad DeBinion. As you mentioned, James Joyner. Danny called him Chisel. He, James Joyner, to me, kind of is like an inch shorter and 10 pounds lighter than – than Rocket Sanders, you know, he's he's like almost the same size, almost like a twin of him. I don't know if he's as fast as Rocket, but uh, you know, physically, like if you if you if you saw him, you know, without numbers on, you might you might get the two guys confused. Uh, but yeah, it's a good looking running back room. I think if if they can stay healthy, you know, I could absolutely see them. You know, Rocket Sanders, Dominic Johnson, kind of a two headed deal, and then AJ Green spelling them. Got to get AJ Green some touches, though. Yeah, that, I think that I think that'll happen this year. I mean, you got to have three running backs because you need them in the SEC. You need all three of them, and usually, you know, usually one guy obviously has you know a, a substantial bit more than the next guy, and he has a substantial bit more than the third guy. Uh, but I could see this being a very two-headed type of monster, and uh, and then AJ Green, you know, he's just a different kind of back. He's 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 fast. Rocket Sanders is fast too, but AJ's got a different gear and uh, just a little bit more shifty. We saw glimpses of him. We saw some plays he made against Texas, Texas A&M, and some other games. Um, but yeah, they want to see him definitely get on the field and and get a get a good. And you know, I mean, if they're all playing well, then I'm not a big fan of a, a steady rotation of backs. You know, I I, I kind of like to see okay, who's who's moving the chains, who's getting the ball down the field, and kind of stick with that guy for a while you know obviously you got to spell him but um i like to let a running back get in the groove versus just kind of rotating in and out and stuff i'm not a big fan of that but Trey, the one thing that caught my attention about aj green more than anything else is that ability to plant that foot and make that razor cut i mean just make that cut that can leave people just grasping for air and that was the thing I noticed about A.J. more than anything else. That's why I said, kid's got to have some touches. That kid can play. All right, let's talk with uh, David. David, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah. Uh, uh, what are you talking about that? Uh, our players coming in here weighing like 390, 400 pounds and, and slimming down. <laughs> that's just way, if you look back in the history of Razorbacks, that we've been doing that for a long time, but yeah, I think there might have been a little bit of exaggeration on the uh, on the movie, but um, yeah, he had to he had to transform his body, no question. I mean, he was out of shape. They got him in shape, or he got himself in shape. You know, to play. I mean, that was what was so extraordinary about him. But, I mean, whoever we got for a fitness and strength and fitness coach up there, they're doing a good job, but they're dropping these kids weight down like that, turning the fat muscle and, and dropping that much weight. That, that's awesome. Go hard. All right, man. Thank you, David.
yes, I think it's uh, more than evident they're doing a good job. Oh, uh, one other note that uh, Danny teased with, and that was defensively some of the guys that uh, have caught praise this year. Christopher, Christopher Poupal, Junior Campbell, uh, Malik Chavis, Jalen Lewis, Anthony Brown, just a few that have caught the attention of uh, others who've been able to watch the happenings going on right now. Speaking really, of the, I really think Poupal's got a bright future. I, I'm not saying he's going to start over the two, you know, Drew and Bumper this year, but I could just really see him, you know, one day kind of being like team spokesman type of guy, team captain. Um, I think he's he's got that kind of potential. Speaking of Drew Sanders, that that is a guy trade that every time it seems like that I'm seeing some kind of preseason list. He's he may not be first, he may not be second team, but he is getting a lot of recognition. Uh, Athlon, as an example, had him as a third team uh, preseason all conference linebacker, and uh, Bumper Pool made the first team. Jalen Catalan made the second team at uh, safety. Uh, quarterback was. Third team, K.J. Jefferson. First team was uh, Stromberg, Ricky Stromberg. Third team, Bo Limmer. Fourth team, kicker, uh, Cam Little. I think I've got all of them. I mean, I think it's like if you do just a little bit of research, I think it's easy to kind of take a flyer on Drew Sanders for a third team all-SEC spot as a projection just because – you know, you look at him as a recruit. He went to Alabama. He was a top 20 player nationally, nationally top 20. I think he was 11, actually. And you look at the, you know, starting linebackers, you, you know, you lose 200 tackles, exactly, 200 tackles between Bumper, or excuse me, between Grant Morgan and, and Hayden Henry. So somebody's got to get those tackles. Somebody's got to fill in there. So I think it, you know, again, just do a little bit of research. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's easy to kind of take a flyer on Drew Sanders for all SEC. It just doesn't seem like, though, often Arkansas gets that kind of player, though, and he still gets those kind of accolades. I mean, he really, really, really has to earn it. Why would he be leaving Alabama and going to Arkansas if that's the case? Um Let's see this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Larry says, ask Trey about Todd and Hudson Henry. I had higher expectations of him when he came in as a freshman. Why have we not seen much from him, and how does Trey feel he will contribute this year? Well, they need him. They need him to contribute this year. Really, the only experience tied in aside from him is Trey Knox, and you know, after them, after them is probably. Nathan Bax, you know, and we talked about Ty Washington, who's just a freshman, just a true freshman, although he did roll early in the spring, so that's good for him. But they need they need Henry to realize his potential. I was actually, you know, kind of working on a like a if we went back and re-ranked based on their career, some of these guys, and I was looking back at the 2019 list of tight ends, and we did a pretty crappy job evaluating tight ends in 2019 based on production, like. I would still put <laughs> still put Hudson way up there just because, like, 
I think the guy that went to OU that year, um, you know, Weidermeyer, I think it's, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. He went to Texas A&M. He wasn't even the highest rated tight end that went to Texas A&M. But it is, uh, it is a lot of misses on the top 20 or so tight end prospects that year. Um, Hudson has, you know, it, it's kind of like right when he went in, right when he got to campus, he got a concussion um, and has just been – you know, had the injury bug. Snake um, bit. Yeah, just it's it's been a problem. Um, you know, and when you, when all that kind of stuff happens, I wonder. You know, does it get in your head a little bit too? Um, you know, I'm really pulling for him. I hope that he, because I know he has the potential. I mean, I can remember him in high school. Uh, I, you know, I saw his brother in high school, and I remember with um, I saw Hayden too. But I remember with Hunter, I just how physical hunter was just like dragging people down the field and i did not expect that out of him and then with i kind of thought that's what i would see with hudson but hudson was faster i thought than hunter and um you know maybe a little more receiver about him so hopefully he gets healthy stays healthy and can put together a really nice season he has the potential to do it just hasn't come together yet all right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is TreyMediaFogSports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.